You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the Asian Madness Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things true crime, morbid, mysterious, and odd from the Asian continent. I am your host, Jessica. Welcome to another episode of the Asian Madness Podcast. I have to say, I truly appreciate the response I've gotten from you awesome people since I've made my return. Sure, someone gave me a one-star review, but that's life. Anyway, it is awesome to be back, and I do hope I don't disappoint you guys. With that said, let's begin today's episode. Ah, love and marriage. These two things feel like something we love to have in life. Sure, not all of us believe in marriage or want to get married, but we have all experienced love, right? If not, it'll come. Marriage too, but hopefully not in the form of this episode. Have you ever wondered about people who died before they were able to experience love and marriage? How the afterlife must be like for them? Some people don't believe in an afterlife, while some may think, hey, if there is an afterlife, could there be other dead singles ready to mingle? I don't know what it's like because I've never been to the other side of life, and this is why there are these rituals performed just for the sake of the dead, because the dead need love and marriage too. In this episode, I will tell you about a very distinct type of marriage that exists in parts of Asia. It probably exists all over the world, sure, but today we will be focusing on rituals and examples mostly performed in Taiwan, Hong Kong, China, Malaysia, and Korea. 
It's not outright frightening, but it is slightly eerie and uh, creepy. I would like to thank my dear friend Stacy for recommending I cover this topic. She's easily frightened, so shout out to her for listening to my episodes. Imagine this scenario. Let's pretend you are a man walking down the street, minding your own business. Maybe you're not paying attention to where you're going, and oops, something feels uneven under your foot. You look down to check what you might have stepped on, and lo and behold, it's a red envelope pack. The kind Chinese people put money in to give others during Chinese New Year or birthdays or weddings. Maybe the greedy side of you kicks in, so you bend down and pick it up, hoping it's your lucky day. But maybe the other side of you tells you, "Dude, it does not belong to you, and it's weird. So move along." Either way, it is too late for you. It doesn't matter if you picked it up or if you only stepped on it. Because once one of the two happens, you will suddenly realize people nearby watching you. They will then quickly approach you. Congratulations, you have been selected to become the husband of a deceased woman. Does that sound crazy or weird? A bit of a stretch. It's even faster than arranged marriage. Please note, although this practice still exists nowadays, it's less common than before. And it's sometimes more of an urban legend than reality, or so I thought. After researching this case, turns out it happens a lot more than I expected. In traditional folk customs, the living would find ways to worship and remember their ancestors. The most common ways were to burn joss paper for the dead, which is kind of like cash for the afterlife, or they burn incense sticks to remember them. Or they set up altars for them in their own homes with photos of the dead, an incense set, and food for them. People usually display the paternal ancestors, and wives are usually placed alongside the husband, not in their own original homes. Of course, not everyone does this, as this is more on the traditional side. But according to tradition, where society is patriarchal. Single unwed women were not allowed to be remembered or worshipped after death. If she dies before being wed off, her original family is actually not allowed to have a place for her at their own home. Unfair, I know, and extremely sexist, but that's how the world worked at one point. This is why families tend to get very aggressive over their daughters getting married or not. If you were a single woman, you basically didn't have the status or the worth of a man or a married woman. But I'm not here today to rant about that, because traditions were respected and followed. People sometimes wanted to find ways to overcome that. So, if say a family gave birth to a baby girl, but she unfortunately passed away before she could even get married, would it be possible to still get her to marry someone even in death? When there's a will, there's a way. So the answer is yes. There are two types of these so-called ghost marriages. One is between the living and the dead, and the other type is where both are deceased. Maybe you're thinking, what if they're not straight? Okay, let's just put that aside for the time being because this is super traditional stuff, and anything other than straight is not really considered. Also, this is less about love, more about marriage. 
and continuing the family line. Anyway, the concept is simple. One of the two has to be dead. Okay, let's get back to the initial scenario I laid out in the beginning of the episode. After you stepped on or picked up that red envelope, you're basically no longer single. Family members who pretty much set up the trap for you will then come rushing out and inform you that you are now getting married to their dead daughter, granddaughter, or sister. You will want to say, uh, no way, and you can, but guess what? Because you've somehow been chosen, it's really not up to you. The dead come first, and when they've set their minds on something, what you, a living mortal, have to say is completely disregarded. Note that sometimes it's not really the choice of the family, but the readings of a so-called fortune teller, or matchmaker. They will tell the families that the person is a good match for their deceased family member, and they will be the ones to lead this so-called trap. If you choose to reject the family and walk away, it is said that the spirit of the deceased woman will cling on to you and may bring chaos to your life. No one wants to be rejected, I get that. And in order for the dead woman to be officially recognized and remembered by her family and future generations, she has to be married. Sometimes if the deceased family is rich, they will treat this as a real wedding, provide lots of gifts, aka dowry, for the chosen guy. Is it worth it though? And if you say no, is it worth a lifetime of haunting? You might not be superstitious or even believe in ghosts, but once the idea that you are being followed by a ghost is planted in your head, you may start to see them. Maybe they're real, or maybe it's all in your head. The first documented case I found of a ghost marriage happened in the year 208 during the Eastern Han period. Yeah, it goes way back. This guy, Cao Cao, was a famous historical figure in ancient Chinese history. His son, Cao Tong, died when he was only 13. His father was understandably completely heartbroken, and he mostly worried his son would be alone for the rest of eternity. So he appointed an already deceased woman to become his son's wife in death, and the two were then buried in the same grave. Ghost marriages later on became wildly popular in the Song dynasty, around the year 960 to 1279. Basically, any person who died single had a marriage arranged for them after their death, and it was done in a proper ceremony. Fast forward to more recent years in 1976, a 7.6 magnitude earthquake hit China, known as the Great Tangshan Earthquake. The total casualty was around 250,000 and a lot of surviving families also performed these ghost marriages for their deceased relatives. No one wants to be lonely, especially after dying under such horrid circumstances. It would be an understatement to say that many of these people who follow these rituals and perform ghost marriages are superstitious. There are many people who are believed to be able to read people's fate and tell fortune, And many men have been told that they have a two-wife fate, or even three or four or more. By this, they mean that in order for a man with a, say, three-wife fate to live to their full potential, they must 
be wed to three different wives during their time on Earth. But then again, you're not actually allowed to have multiple spouses according to the law, and you can't predict if you'll be getting the right amount of divorces and marriages. So what then? How can you live to your full potential? Some people who believe and want to live to their full potential may then choose to wed a deceased woman. Marrying a dead person has no legal bindings in Taiwan, so in a sense, you can marry as many dead people as you want. So let's say, Ming is a happily married man who just happened to have two-wife fate. Or he made the ultimate mistake and picked up a red envelope and is now forced to wed someone dead. If his wife and family are actually up for it and allow him to wed a dead woman, here's how it goes. The first wife, as in the living wife, will have to step down and give up her position as the missus, taking up the role of a concubine. During the wedding ceremony, her husband will be wed to an urn with a photo of the deceased woman, and for the next three nights, the living wife will need to sleep in a separate bedroom while her husband consummates his marriage to his uh, new wife. Some sources say three nights, some say a week, some say a month. Basically, it's just him sleeping alone. Once that's done, things are allowed to go back to normal, but Ming will still have another set of in-laws and he will need to pay respects to his dead wife and her family whenever necessary, during holidays, her family get-togethers, and so on. It's almost like polygamy, except only one of your wives is alive. How creepy is it to have to sleep alone in a room knowing you just married a dead woman? Now I will tell you about some ghost marriage stories that have actually made the news in the past years. A man in Taiwan, we'll call him Chen, has had the fortune, or misfortune, of having four marriages in 30 years. One of his wives is his legal living wife, and the other three, well, as for the first one, he literally picked up a red envelope on the street, and when he opened it, it had a red piece of paper with a woman's name on it and her birth date and time. That's all it took. The second time, he accidentally came across a fanny pack lying on the side of the street, and inside again was a piece of paper with a woman's name on it, her birth date and time, and a wad of cash. The deceased woman was 16 when she died in a factory fire. The third time, he picked up a man's wallet right near his front door. And since it was a man's wallet, he was probably thinking it belonged to a man. But just as luck. It also had cash and a piece of paper with, you guessed it, a woman's name, her birth date, and time. The deceased was actually only 10 when she died. And I am not so sure if people age in the afterlife, because if not... Doesn't that make her a child bride? Major props to his loving wife for putting up with all his other wives, all the extra relatives that came with that, and his annoying habit of picking random shit up from the ground. It is said that this man has never picked up anything else that did not belong to him since then. Gee, who would have thought? Let's now discuss a case of ghost marriage from South Korea. 
Jung Da-bin, born on March 4, 1980, was a South Korean actress who starred in many TV shows and even won awards for Outstanding New Actress. It was rumored that she had been depressed for a while and under a lot of work pressure. If you have any knowledge of the Korean entertainment industry, then you'll maybe know that it's no joke. They undergo intensive training and people sacrifice a lot to become famous. That will probably be an episode in the near future since there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Anyway, Jung had been out with her friends on a Friday night in February 2007. She had gotten pretty drunk and her boyfriend decided to pick her up at around 3am and take her back to his apartment since it was closer. The couple went to bed and in the morning around 7.50am, the boyfriend woke up and saw that the other side of the bed was empty. He eventually found her hanging from a towel in the bathroom, and it was later ruled to be a suicide. Years later, in 2011, Jung's mother decided that her daughter shouldn't be alone in the afterlife, and sought help from fortune readers and monks. A death marriage was then arranged for Jung, with a man five years her senior who was also deceased. The families of the newlyweds knew each other, so Jung's mother thought it was adequate that he became her son-in-law. They were wed in a ghost marriage ceremony on May 22, 2011. As for China, well, it's nothing new, so it's a given that these ghost marriages happen all the time, but probably more in rural places nowadays. In China, anyone who dies before getting married has a chance of a ghost marriage, man or woman. If you know anything about China, you may recall that China once had a one-child policy that was abolished a few years ago, and since baby boys were more popular back in the days, you can imagine how unbalanced the male-to-female ratio is nowadays. I mean, there are already way too many men competing for one woman, and now the competition continues even in death. When a boy or man dies before marriage, the family may actually have problems finding a suitable deceased woman to wed him to. So what happens then? When there is a demand, someone will come up with a new kind of business to cater to that demand. In this case, people began to illegally sell female corpses. These corpses come in three different levels of decomposition. Fresh corpse, wet corpse, and dry corpse. Fresh corpse is where it's a fresh death and not yet buried. A wet corpse is basically a decomposing body. And a dry corpse is where it's either mummified or just bones. Price-wise, a fresh, good-looking corpse can reach up to around 150,000 Chinese yuan, which would be nearly 22,000 US dollars. For a corpse to reach such insane prices, not only does it have to be fresh, the woman must also come from a good family with a good educational background, all that stuff. It's like the full package, I guess. I think this is something rich families would pay for, since it's very expensive. Clearly, this corpse selling business is illegal, so you may be wondering, Jessica, where do these dead bodies even come from? The short and precise answer would be grave robbing, and sometimes even... Murder. The things people do for money. Rural villages in North China are still dealing with the issue of corpse theft. 
in which bodies are stolen for what are described as ghost marriages. Local superstition calls for deceased single men to be buried with deceased females in a single grave, a custom that has been banned but still remains prevalent in some places. These ghost marriages have resulted in the theft of female corpses. Wen Guoyuan, a resident of Dongba village in Shanxi province, has had his mother, grandmother, and grandmother's sister's corpses stolen to accommodate this custom. The corpse is gone and the coffin is empty now. I can just leave pictures of the deceased on the tombstone. The bodies of 15 women have been stolen in Dongbao since 2013. Some villagers have poured cement on their relatives' tombs to prevent theft. Doggy Jing, resident of the nearby village of Chuting, bought a ghost wife for his deceased brother. They cost me 3,000 yuan. I don't know how they get the body. I just don't think about it. Knowing how superstitious people can be, the families of the deceased would much rather be safe than sorry. The last thing they need is for their dead family member to be unhappy and bring misfortune to their entire family and future generations. Over the years, ghost marriages have evolved, and sometimes it's not just for the families of the living. Sometimes it's exactly what the couple themselves want. There was a case of a ghost marriage here in Taiwan a few years ago, and the couple were only in their 20s. The girlfriend was rumored to be having relationship issues with her boyfriend, and by issues I mean he was rumored to be cheating on her. She unfortunately decided to take her own life, and her boyfriend stepped up and decided to marry her even if she was no longer alive. The couple had a lavish ghost wedding with all sorts of luxurious cars and a really proper ceremony. The color for funerals is generally white here, so all the cars were white, and the groom wore a white suit. The bride in this scenario is physically an urn with her photo on it and a wedding veil over the top. In a sense, it was a funeral and a wedding combo. It was also rumored later that the groom took his own life after the wedding, but he himself posted on Facebook clearing up this rumor and telling everyone that he is fine. Sometimes the media makes things up and stirs the pot a bit too much. The reason for the bride's suicide is still unknown, and people think it's best to leave the couple alone, as this is probably the best outcome of a terrible story. There are many movies out there about ghost marriages, and one that I've heard mentioned the most is a movie called The Bride. The storyline follows the general idea of ghost marriages, where a guy encounters a red envelope and all hell breaks loose. Not sure if it's good or not, but I will have to probably check it out one day. So, there you have it. The sometimes romantic, often strange, but definitely creepy custom of ghost marriages. Would you be open to a ghost marriage? I have to say I'm not particularly into it, but then again, you never know. I might change my mind one day. It's also very clear how important traditions are to many Asian societies, especially the Chinese, and I say especially mostly because there are so many Chinese people out there. I've watched a few YouTube clips of people discussing this tradition, but I got kind of irked because of how 
judgy some people got. I get that it's strange, but we all have weird traditions and customs, so who are we to judge? And most times a lot of the hosts don't seem to know the full extent of the case and don't really know the culture, so you can see why it sort of annoyed me. I was going to play some, but I figured, nah, they're not exactly contributing to this episode anyway. There's no real moral to this case, just maybe don't sell corpses or grave rob. But also, hold on to your loved ones and let them know you love them. Life is short and fleeting and very inconsistent. Don't wait till it's too late. Till next time. And as always, before I go, I would like to thank my new Patreon pledgers. Christopher Cameron, Emily Locke, and Jennifer Krakowski. Thank you guys so much. I just would like to say, um, you know, you don't really have to give me anything. I love doing what I'm doing, but it really, really does help me with the costs. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big encouragement. So I really do appreciate every penny, every dollar and all that. And uh, just like to ask Christopher Cameron and Bill Tsai, you both are my Patreon pledgers and uh, I've been trying to get in touch with you via email. So please let me know and write me back. Thank you. As for my reviews, thank you to Kayla Marie, Sam C. Simpson, Lucky Jean for updating the review, Cindy Bug, and LSS659. I appreciate all your reviews, and if you haven't left me a review yet, um, please feel free to do so. Very much appreciated. Thank you for tuning in to the Asian Madness Podcast. If you enjoyed my content, please rate and review me on iTunes. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email me at asianmadnesspod at gmail.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 